I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or tick it. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamek Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today, a wonderful show for you today, including a great guest that's been with us before. But, you know, we are in the time where we're talking about voting, etc. Hey, guess what came in for me today? My new T-shirt, Politics Done Right, I Support independent media check it out if you're on youtube go ahead and click that button and you can see all these great t-shirts and all that good stuff anyhow folks what is the program going to be about today we got to get busy i don't want what happened yesterday to happen again where i actually ran out of time so we're going to get into this quickly as soon as i queue a few more of these guys up which i'm trying to do right now but look thank you so kindly for being here in the first place early on early on So I'm sharing, and if you have just joined us, folks, please do what we need to do to make sure that the progressive message gets out there. Please go ahead and go ahead and what's the word again? What's the word again? Share, share, and share. That is what we need to do if we want to get the message out. Share, share, and what again? What is it that we're asking you to do again? We're asking you to share our programs more so now than ever before. Why? Because we need to make sure all our peeps are what? Empowered. And what do I mean by empowered? Make sure that they are not scared by what they hear on TV. Make sure that they don't think somehow that this false bravado that the, that the uh, president is putting out there by lying to them. Oh, today he says, I am up by one in Wisconsin. And those lying mainstream media, they are saying that I am down, that I am down. Don't believe that crap, my dear brothers and sisters. And don't let that put a, an ounce of fear in you. I have something to play for you that should assuage your fear uh, pretty quickly. Because this his ship is going down, his ship will be going down, not to some sort of a mild defeat, but to a terrible defeat that is reflective of what his accomplishment were in his presidency, which is not to move the country forward, not to keep the status quo, but to put us in the dumpster. That's what it is all about. So let's go ahead and brothers and sisters, let's get busy with the show. So what is the show about today? Harvey Wasserman calls voter suppression, Pelosi scorches Trump, Trump abandoned supporters, and more. Trump's voter suppression is real. As Harvey Wasserman explains, why did Trump abandon his supporters in the cold yesterday? Nancy Pelosi scorches Trump. Yes, he left his people in the cold. You know, he only cares for them before the event. I want to see my people. He only cares about them before the event. Anyhow, so the topics of discussion today are, numero uno, Cook Report, Dave Wasserman, declaration for a Biden win is the unbiased numbers he presents. 
Uh, Trump and his campaign showed disdain for his supporters by abandoning them in the cold after their rally. Pelosi scorches Trump stands up like a man and accepts the will of the American people. Harvey Wasserman then discusses the state of voter suppression in the latter days of the election. So let's go ahead, folks, and get busy. Remember, Donald Trump is all over the place telling people lies. The poll numbers really are high. I mean, uh, we, we are winning in all these states. The polls that you see on mainstream media, they are all wrong. Of course, some the, the mainstream media include his favorite channel, which is uh, Fox News, which also has the real polls that show he is absolutely losing. So check out this report from Dave Wasserman at The Cook's Report, and then we'll take it on the other side. Dave, there was a tweet thread that you posted the other day that talked about where all the polling stands in this race. And you said you've almost seen enough, I guess implying that um, you've almost seen enough to, to say that Joe Biden is going to win this. You're a lot more confident um, than a lot of people out there, especially people who still feel the 2016 hangover. Explain your thinking. Well, first of all, I wasn't confident in Hillary's uh, chances in the final week of 2016. I cover House races for the most part. And actually, more polls of the presidential race take place at the district level than take place at the state and national level because the parties involved are polling these districts to make spending and resources resource allocations. In 2016, there were flashing red warning signs for Hillary Clinton in districts with large white working class populations, places like the southern tier of New York and the upper peninsula of Michigan and northern Wisconsin. And that signaled uh, big problems that went overlooked by Democrats in the final stretch. This time around, we're seeing flashing red warning signs for Donald Trump in competitive districts in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and in Wisconsin. He's underperforming, and Arizona, he's underperforming his 2016 margins anywhere from eight to 10 points in some of these districts. And there's really not much of a path for him to make that up in the rest of the state, given these patterns. Donald Trump was in Omaha last night. Um, Nebraska is a red state, but you pointed out uh, that one of the those congressional districts, one of the two, uh, is likely to flip for one electoral college vote for Joe Biden instead of instead of Donald Trump. Uh, do you have a sense that the Trump campaign thinks that maybe it could come down to that one electoral vote? Well, the Trump campaign is trying to plot out a route to 270, and they know that in some of these farther fetch scenarios where some of the high stakes states split that Maine and Nebraska's districts could come into play. Look, the problem for Trump is that the polling we're seeing at the district level in Omaha, which is actually the most college educated battleground of, of any of these uh, targets that we're talking about, Biden has close to like a nine or 10 point lead in that one district. We don't see it currently as all that competitive. And that's a big flip from 2016. Hey guys, do you all realize this? There is a potential of flipping nine or ten states. And that is what the kind of tsunami that you will determine if, if, if that occurs. We have the possibility of actually turning ten states blue in this country this election. If we keep at the rate of voting that we are voting right now, we can do it. They are trying to throw all kind of mind games on you right now. Oh, he's stronger than he is. Oh, he has more representation. What he has is a very loud representative base. But the people, the will of the people, what the people want, the things that people are asking for, 
Guess where it's at? It's where Biden, uh, Democrats, and progressives are, and well-thinking Republicans as well. That coalition is unbeatable. Repeat, that coalition is unbeatable. Just look at the makeup of that coalition. The only thing that can defeat that coalition is shenanigans and the way that you get around the shenanigans as we will hear uh, 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 Wasserman talk about, uh, you, Harvey Wasserman will talk about that, the way we get away all the suppression and tricks and trickery that they're trying is for us to all come out and win big. Remember this, folks, and this is so, so, so important. They are just loud, but it's just a fringe. It's just a fringe. They're just loud. Anyhow, uh, so that was the Cook Report. So that should give you a little jump in your spirit. And why should it give you a jump in your spirit? Because it's not what we think. These are numbers. As you know, as an engineer, that's all I believe in, numbers, right? The other thing, of course, is, like I said, to overcome what suppression could occur, that is what we have to overpower with. So if you feel a little bit of worried, call 10 people and tell those 10 people to call other 10 people and say, please remember to go out there and vote. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Egberto, Dave Wasserman and Harvey Wasserman, what a coincidence, you know? I am interviewing Harvey. Harvey and I go back a long time. He's at KPFK in, in uh, LA. I'm at KPFT in Houston. We both do, uh, we are both on the Pacifica network stations. And, and uh, I mean, you know, we go, we hit off of each other. But anyhow, he, he has this big group that he's going to talk about that we're working on voter suppression. But we want to get this message out now. And what Bruce Pollard is saying right now is absolutely true. Vote now and in person. If you can go to the store, if you can go to the store, vote now and vote in person and make sure to take somebody with you, inform somebody that you're going voting, and let them know that we have to vote to make sure the evilness of what's been occurring, both in actions and in person, is something that we will mitigate now. That we will mitigate now. I thought headline was mistake. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a mistake. It's real. Two, of the sa- two guys with the same last name. And how comes I interviewed them at the same time? All right, let's see. Daniel Ledo said, at least the conservative fringe is just voting. The leftist fringe is burning down the ground. Oh, you must not have seen those guys with the AK-15s in the, in the house. You must not have seen the, the, the kid who gunned down the person in, uh, in, in that town in Wisconsin. You must not have seen the people, uh, the, 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 the right-wing uh, uh, white supremacists in Oregon, what they've been doing and killing. You know, it's amazing. The FBI... Donald Trump's FBI came out with a report that says the terrorism in this country is being affected by the white supremacist militias, okay? Punto y final. We don't even need to talk about it. You can talk about the riots in Philadelphia after yet another black kid gets killed. You can talk about all of that. The, but the reality is that the, the, the sources of destruction in this country are currently being affected by right-wing militias, many of them white supremacists. Punto y final. Uh, let's see what else here. Let me welcome everybody aboard at, for the first time, and then I'll do it again later. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. The duck that the duck that quacks, welcome aboard. Daniel Ledo, welcome aboard. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. Uh, Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. And of course, my Michael Rudnan, did you give us a report as far as how you're feeling? I don't know. I didn't see the top. I miss that every so often. I, uh, Jacoby G, como estas mi amigo? Welcome aboard. 
Uh, Michael, I don't think you gave us an update. I need an update as far as how is your, how is your throat? How are you feeling? We want to make sure all our family is okay. All our family, including our good old right-wing brothers like Daniel Ledeau and all the others, okay? Uh, let's see. Tank28, welcome aboard. Everybody, welcome aboard. Okay, the next, the next uh, clip I want to show you is, think about this. Look at what Trump did to his people. Remember, Trump has his people believing that he cares. I honestly don't understand how he's successful at doing that. He actually makes people believe that he cares about them. But we know there's no humanity in this guy. Even his niece says it. There's no humanity in this guy. And you'd see the way he speaks, even as he speaks to things. Look at, and by the way, the people that surrounds him as well show no humanity. If you doubt that, check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. Because this proves, this shows you that Donald Trump and his cabal doesn't care about anybody else. They just want to keep themselves in power. They just care about how things are for them. Check it out. There was a, a moment between one of the White House communications officers, Hogan Gidley, and um, Allison Camerata of CNN from this morning that, that I'd like to play. Let's listen to it. Well, let's talk about acting responsibly. I mean, just again, with Wisconsin, are you at all concerned, given that there has been an outbreak in vice president's orbit of people around him and that there is currently an outbreak? I mean, hospitals in Wisconsin are near capacity. And so is there, does that give you any pause or the vice president any pause about going there and holding a big rally? Uh, no, it doesn't. The vice president has the best doctors in the world around him. They've obviously contact traced and have come to the conclusion it's fine for him to be out on the campaign trail. The American people have the right under the First Amendment to peaceably assemble. Uh, two. The vice president has the best doctors around him. What is at um, the top of mind here seems to be that the vice president and the president are fine. They're tested. They have the best doctors around them. And everybody else who's choosing to come to these rallies that they are holding is, is on their own. They, they signed waivers saying, I'm not going to hold the campaign liable uh, if I catch COVID at their rally. Their, their people were left in the cold last night, Ashley. Uh, you, you tweeted this. You, you, you tweeted that Donald Trump bragged about how he could shoot people on Fifth Avenue, and now we're seeing a test of whether, and his supporters wouldn't leave him, leave him, and now we're seeing a test of whether he could, you know, send people to the hospital because of frigid temperatures and... Is he still not going to lose votes? It's a question. It is a real question. What happened, let's take the, the second revealing window first in Omaha, is unconscionable. Leaving supporters, many elderly, some young, in these sub-zero temperatures to basically fend for themselves is not something that should happen in any political campaign. I've covered other campaigns where sometimes, you know, something would go awry with the advanced Staffer and they would leave the press behind, right? Nobody even likes the press and there were always repercussions for something like that. Now imagine leaving thousands of supporters stranded on a dark wintry night. And the fact that rather than punishing anyone as it seems or getting to the bottom of it, the campaign basically released a statement saying they had hot cocoa for their supporters and passing the blame to someone else. Now, that first clip you played of Hogan Gidley was also incredibly revealing because that question, it seems, was very clearly a question about, are there any concerns about these supporters who are gathering who might be at risk from the vice president who might have been exposed? Is there any concern about gathering so many supporters together? Um, 
not wearing masks, not with social distancing in a case where inspections are spiking and hospitals are overrun. But the way Hogan answered it, it, it was as if the only person who mattered was the vice president. And in the president's orbit, that is basically how they operate. The only person who matters is the president and everyone else, as you said, is left to fend for themselves. There's no doubt about that. You must ask yourself again. You are in the middle of a pandemic. And in order for you to feel ingratiated, in order for you to get your ego stroked, you have to have people put themselves at risk. And you treat them well and you talk to them nicely to come to your show. But where it takes money to get them back home, where it takes money to keep them safe on their way back, all these people came to support you. You just say to hell with them, bye, thank you for giving me the media app and thanks for adoring me. Now I'm gone. Now vote for me. Come on, people. Do you really think this guy has the ability to love? Do you really think this guy has the ability to care? Do you really think this guy is really the president of the entire United States or simply a grifter, which is exactly what he is. As all the reports that are coming out right now is showing, both in the Washington Post, that all his, all his private businesses are bilking the taxpayer's dollar. $3 for a cup of water in a glass. Thousands of dollars every time he goes. And by the way, you notice he makes sure and uses his places as the second White House so that he can build the government for more. Folks, this is what we're dealing with. And that the people who continue to support him. Look, I understand the millionaires and the billionaires who support this guy. I really do. There are some, some people are simply selfish and even they may not like the guy. They may hate the guy. But you know what? Hey, he's going to give us a Supreme Court. Hey, he's going to give us tax cuts. So I'm going to vote for him and keep him in power because we can use him for our goals. But for the average American, including my right-wing brothers and sisters who ultimately need health care as well, who ultimately needs education as well, who ultimately needs support as well, why in God's hell would you support that which hurts you. And the reason why is because people like us have got to get to them. We have to reach them. We have to let them know there is another way. We have to give them a place to land. A place to land. Now, Donald Trump is fighting hard because he, well, Harvey's going to tell you why he has to fight as hard as he's fighting right now. But anyhow, other tape. Another tape to show you. Check this one out. Nancy Pelosi did an excellent uh, excellently explained what, uh, what we're going to do. Well, not what we're going to do, what the president should do when he loses. In other words. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X5 gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Okay, Paris. 
parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Brother, just try to be a man for a change. Try to stop being a child. Stop trying to be a whiny little boy. Stop trying to be... Uh, I mean, why not, why not grow up, in effect? Grow up. Check this out. Nancy Pelosi, she's not playing. Uh, when confronted with what Donald Trump said, oh, this counting of the votes should end on the day of the election and a winner declared. She would have none of that. Let's take a listen to this and then take it on the other side. The president says he wants a winner declared on Tuesday night. Watch this. It would be very, very proper and very nice if a winner were declared on November 3rd instead of counting ballots for two weeks, which is totally inappropriate. And I don't believe that that's by our laws. I don't believe that. Hopefully states remaining that want to take a lot of time after November 3rd to count ballots that won't be allowed by the various courts. Uh, Madam Speaker, what do you do and what can you specifically do if the president says at 11 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday night, I have won and counting any more ballots is cheating? If he makes that declaration, what can you and anyone else do? Well, I think everyone will recognize that the president should should recognize the peaceful transfer of power, which is the American way. Uh, the votes will be counted uh, uh, the, as they come in. I mean, that is to say, uh, some states have said you can't start counting the ballots until all the polls are closed. For example, Michigan passed that in their legislature. So the votes will be counted uh, until they're finished being counted. What the president is doing, though, is just to gin up his base so that they can, that he can save face when he suffers the defeat that is coming toward him. On January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden will be inaugurated president of the United States. The states will count the votes that they have in a timely fashion. And again, if the president wins in that format, then so be it, then he's president. We don't anticipate that that will be the case, and neither does he. And that's why he's trying to, as I say, stir the pot so that people will think that he really won when he didn't. Of all of the things that the president has done, and they have been horrible, undermining the Constitution, degrading our environment, denigrating who we are as a people, Underline, undervaluing who we are in terms of our priorities as a country, taking children out of the arms of their parents, dimming the, the bright light that we are of hope to the world. Of all of the things, the, the very idea, and again, ignoring that two, nearly 250,000 people have died from a, of, from a virus that many of whom could have been saved. The list goes on and on. Right. But the easiest thing for him to do it's to stand up like a man and accept the results of an election of the American people. Stand up like a man and accept the results from the American people. The thing about it is, you know, he is the one who governed horrendously. So just take it. 
That is what you've done. Nancy Pelosi, it could not have been said any better. The one thing that we need to make sure everybody out there remembers is go out there and vote. Do not be intimidated. This landslide will be yours if you fulfilled what, fulfill what you must do. And that is vote for the sake of the country and not allow Donald Trump to use any of his techniques. Voter suppression, packing of the courts is what they've used with the intention of going ahead and creating reasons to overturn your vote. Vote overwhelmingly, and that will prevent any ability of these hoodlums to do what you know they want to do, and that is a national coup. We will not allow that. You will not allow that. We Exactly. Don't forget that, folks. Now, you know, every now and then, I, I let a whole lot of, when people tell me things, right, a lot of times I let it slide. In other words, you can call me anything, you can say me anything about me, let it slide. The one thing that I take umbrage on is when somebody try to give the attempt that I am doing political activism, a hosting of these shows, because I am trying to bilk my people, my leftists, my progressives. Actually, I, am doing, I believe in this for the entire damn country, not just leftists or progressives, but I think all of us share common interests. But it irks me. Because that is what the right does. Donald Trump, milk, the, the monies that Donald Trump got, over a billion dollars he collected in people to support him. The billionaire got a billion dollars from the average American citizen and he bilked it. He used shadow, I mean, um, shell corporations to take all that money away. Now, Daniel Ledo says the following. If I apply the leftist tactics of reading motivation, it's, it, it's total stranger. I have to tell you that all Egberto cares about is making money off the backs of gullible leftists. He doesn't believe what he says. It is all about selling subscriptions and saving swag. Let me tell you something, brother. Selling subscriptions and asking people to become members of Politics Done Right. Asking people to buy my products, my books that I write on, on Politics Done Right and, and, and the product has nothing to do with, oh, I'm trying to build them. It's a, it's a matter of surviving. It's, it's a matter of being able to keep this program on air. Let me tell you something. It's not profitable at all. This, before I gave this up, I, I, I got mad when I saw that because I said to myself, you know what? This guy, one of the problems with progressives is we let a lot slide and then it, it becomes a part of people mentality. These are the products of Willie's Computer Software Company, Okay. MTAS, expensive product, Comlog, uh, ComDRV DOS, ComDRV Plus, all of these written entirely here. All technical, expensive products that I lived on until I decided to quit it all. All of these products, sir. Okay? ComDRV Lib, complete library used by Boeing Aerospace and the government and all the big guys. ComDRV NT, priced anywhere from $299 to $10,000. These are products made out of one person's brain and, and, and capitalized in a capitalist society to create an income source and then said, you know what, this is crazy. This is not what a society should look like. By the way, it was even translated into Japanese, okay? So, the reason I'm telling you this, sir, it's because too many people use those as excuses to come at us of the, at the left. And a lot of people on the left do this. 
they, they live their lives, they live their capitalist life, and then they say, oh my God, we have to really start thinking about the people. It's easy to do that. I can make a lot of money doing that. That is, that is where the money's at, right? But you know, you have kids, you have daughters, you have aunts, and you start to realize that this, this differentiation in the way we disperse wealth is evil. And when I say evil, I mean evil. The fact that I could create all those products was because I went to a college, the University of Texas, that all Texans, that all Americans paid for. I was able to go there, get some knowledge, learn things otherwise, and capitalize on it and make a lot of money. That's the truth. But then, there are a lot of people who paid taxes to send me there, to send you there, and all those who got to do those things. A lot of people got that. But not everybody was able to capitalize on it. Why can't we support everybody, given that all of us were in the same pie together? Why can't we? And when one decides to be honest about these issues, when one decides to be honest about these issues, one mind begins to change. And you know why you change? Because you remember. It's not, especially if you're in the science fields, and you understand that there are things that are not sustainable. These things are not sustainable. And when you try to do something about it, so Mr. Ledo, you can say whatever you want, my brother. You're simply wrong. And there are a lot of good people out there trying things, but we don't do it like the right. We, don't, we are not grifters like the president. And do I believe everything that I talk about? You bet your damn life I do. That's why I gave up hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this. Yes, a poor man now because this is, you can go to sleep better you can have a much better life. You can feel like you're doing something positive for society. So don't you ever again make a statement like that, sir. Okay, sorry about that, people. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, let's go ahead and... Talking about my swag. Actually, it's, it's swag time. I, I, forgot to, I, I forgot to cue <laughs> Harvey Wasserman. So let me go ahead and cue... Harvey Wasserman, because for some reason, uh, while I was supposed to cue it in, in that, that place, I didn't do it because I had to go ahead and answer Daniel Ledo. Anyhow, folks, anyhow, folks, thank you so kindly for being here. I want all of you that are watching right now, if you are on YouTube, please consider subscribing to, that, that, uh, to our channel. Just click that join button, become a member. If you become a member right now, I'll, I'll advertise you right away. I'll advertise you Right away, folks. Anyhow, let's go ahead and um, let me bring up my little donation links here. Folks, please go ahead and get this book. If you want this book, actually, it's been getting very damn good reviews. Um, other pe- there, there are good friends in here, Bruce Pollard, that is going to take care of helping us with the second edition of the book, which will be coming out subsequently. But anyhow, um, here's the deal. You can get that book at Amazon right now. I just put that link into into the into the feed so uh that link right now is in the feed so please click on that link consider getting that book it's worth it and trust me it's worth it it's worth it we have to talk to everybody we have to bring everybody into the fold we can't let the indoctrination from the outside and i talk about all of that in the book i talk about how the system works to make you work against yourself we do that we do that we do that. Now, um, again, 
If you're on YouTube, click that join button. Become a member of our channel. If you're not in YouTube, let's say you're on Twitch, you're on Periscope, or you are on Facebook, click on this link here and it'll take you to the YouTube channel so that you can join us, become a member of our YouTube channel. Uh, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Of course, if you're on YouTube, go, go in the feed and you can see all the different things that we sell, including... These t-shirts, see, I have one on today. Hey, politics on right, I support independent media. And I just got this in. You see what this is? <laughs> I support independent media, the masks. Hey, let's, you know, they gave me the opportunity to create a politics on right logo with the I support independent media on it. But anyhow, folks, we also would love for you to support us through Patreon. Here is the Patreon. Uh, let me go ahead and give you that. That is politicsunright.com slash Patreon politicsunright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And of course, we always like PayPal as well. And that is politicsunright.com slash PayPal. politicsunright.com slash PayPal. So thank you so kindly, guys, for uh, being a part of our posse that's actually getting... Thank you, Bridge MCP bought the mask and she says she's waiting for it. Hey, come on, guys, get the mask and... The t-shirts, all that good stuff. Anyhow, Daniel Ledo, he can't let up, right? He can't let up. He says, very obvious I touched a nerve. Actually, you did touch a raw nerve because you know what? There is so much that guys like me, right, have to tolerate because of the preconceived misconceptions. And every so often as a human, in as much as we keep control of our emotions, every now and then, it is yes, let's do that. And we both knew the real reason you gave up your company wasn't because you felt... Uh, a calling to become a propagandist. No, not a propagandist. Somebody who tells the truth. Somebody who makes a difference in the country. Okay, you know, I need to get into Brother Wasserman. So let's go ahead and talk. Uh, let's listen to Brother Harvey Wasserman. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Once again, we're here with Harvey Wasserman, an American journalist, author, democracy activist. And in these days... He is fighting to make sure that the suppression that's occurring throughout the country is mitigated. Harvey Wasserman, welcome to One More Edition Politics and Right. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm great, Edgar. It's really great to be on with you. Well, it's always great having you. First of all, uh, Greg, tell us, you're also with KPFA in... Hey. in KPFK in Los Angeles. I've got uh, my show is California Zootopia. Um, and uh, we are really down to the wire. This is the week that we all go crazy and get really exhausted, Egberto, because it's never been more tense. I want this folks is- to know about your website also, Softopia. Yes. Let's fill it out for us. Okay, so um, solartopia.org is my personal website. It has all my books, including uh, my upcoming um, uh, People's Spiral of U.S. History. Now, this is a history of the United States that I have finished as of the summer, but then I realized I can't really put it out until I wonder yeah, why a result of so I have it now if anybody wants to write me at solartopia at gmail s-o-l-a-r-t-o-p-i-a at gmail.com I will send you a free pdf of this history book as it goes to the the ending is about Bernie and how great it looks and that the, you know the young millennials are going to remake the world but then I said god what happens in the election so I am hoping for a happy ending folks <laughs> and we have to make a happy ending happen with this 
election. I, I'm saying this is the most important election in human history since Germany 1933. You know, you can find American elections that were important, but none on a world scale like this one. Well, you know, um, let me tell you, I am actually speaking it out. We, we, we need to let people understand that we expect victory because we are going to work towards victory. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't, I, want, I don't want the wrong side to think that they have the possibility of victory. So I, I believe I'm a positive thinker and, and not only a positive thinker, but doer. But Harvey, there's a lot happening which you are working on with respect to voter suppression. And I think it's important, especially six days before the election and right while people are early voting, that we talk about that and you give people some direction. Well, what's happening is that the Republicans are doing everything in their po power to suppress the vote. Um, um, and, uh, you know, we can go through a, a litany, but we, we know the general picture. And now they have a six to three majority on the Supreme Court. So uh, for, for Donald Trump, safe harbor, uh, which is a phrase in one of the many laws having to do with elections and, and the election of the Electoral College, is to get this election somehow to the Supreme Court. And the only uh, defense we have is to have such an overwhelmingly large vote that uh, it becomes politically impossible for them to do that. We saw it in 2008 and 2012 with Obama, where the margins of victory were too high and there were too many states for them to flip to flip over the Electoral College. So we are all deeply heartened by the immense turnouts uh, for early voting and apparently for vote by mail that are going on all over the country, especially the um, um, really wave of, of millennials and uh, the tip of the Generation Z, which is just becoming uh, eligible to vote. These young people, there's uh, 85 million millennials. I mean, it's the biggest uh, generational hump in world history, even bigger than the baby boom. Imagine is, that, uh, yes. Yeah, 76 million. So um, uh, th this, is, this is what we're all pinning our hopes on. Now, everywhere we go, from Alabama to Pennsylvania to um, Michigan, uh, the, the um, forces that be are trying to suppress uh, not only the turnout, but all the, also the vote count. And every dirty trick that these guys can play, they, they are playing. And, and that's what we have to counter. Our, counter. We have armies of lawyers out there. Now, the NAACP in North Carolina, for example, is putting lawyers into every precinct that they can. We hope that's going on all over the country. We don't really have a sense of what the Democrats are doing, uh, but thankfully people are not waiting for the Democrats. They're going out and uh, doing everything they can as, independ as individuals to make sure that this thing doesn't get away from us. Now, you have a group, uh, the Emergency Election... It's the Grassroots Emergency Election Protection Coalition, or as someone has called it, GREEP. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> our website is Grassroots EP, G-R-A-S-S-R-O-O-T-S-E-P for electionprotection.org. And uh, we, we post every article we can get. We have uh, a Zoom. We've been having Zoom calls Every Monday, um, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, we'll continue this after the election. We have had 21, 22 rather, um, uh, emergency election protection meetings with between 50 and 100 people, uh, 90 minutes each. So we've spent more than 30 hours 
talking about nothing but what is being done to steal this election and how to prevent it from happening. Now, you said something interesting. You said that you're putting people in as many precincts as you can. And I imagine you're, you're selecting those precincts in areas where you think there could be problems, correct? Yes. Um, well, and especially uh, heavily populated areas and, of course, swing state areas. These are specifically in Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas now, Arizona, and even Iowa. Uh, those are all states that could go one way or another. Now, as it turns out, the Republicans were spending some money uh, to uh, install some goons around the country. Uh, what's the state of that? Well, what's happening, we ha are having some reports, but um, when this uh, was set up earlier in the year, it was assumed that, that everybody would be coming out, you know, on November 3rd to vote, which has been the traditional way to do it in America. But because of the COVID, um, there's been a massive switch to vote by mail and to early voting. So uh, the whatever um, disarray the right wing was hoping to um, impose with their clan style militias turning up at the polls been diffused because, you know, there hasn't been the uh, centralized voting that that uh, they were expecting. And, uh, and so we do expect a really massive ugliness. Um, and we have had a few instances in, in Alexandria, Virginia, for example, which is a blue uh, area. The um, There was a, a, a batch of uh, Trumpites who turned up not wearing masks, you know, weaponizing the virus, blocking the sidewalk yelling and screaming we've seen i saw a report you know people are around the block in these lines and uh, the uh, uh there was a report that there was a caravan that was circling the box yelling at people in the lines in philadelphia um we expect uh, election day to be pretty ugly and we're asking people even over the weekend we're asking people to turn out to non-violently protect the people who are standing in line that so, that is yeah go ahead i'm sorry yeah, so, so, you know, so far it's not been as bad as we, we feared. Um, my understanding is uh, there's more than 60 million people have already voted, uh, which is... Over 70 now, my brother, over yes. 70. So, you know, this is happening. Um, and uh, this is a movement, an election protection movement, which has become a significant player. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, Bob Fetrakis and I, Bob Fetrakis is a political science PhD who has a law degree and has been doing election protection since El Salvador in the 1980s, for God's sakes. When we were living in Columbus, Ohio, and we were reporting on the theft of the uh, presidential election in Ohio in 2004, we were just, you know, blown off as uh, conspiracy theorists. And, and uh, you know, I think people um, on the coasts figured if we lived in Ohio, how, how smart could we be? But, you know, uh, uh, finally, all these years later, after 2016 and the, the horrors of four years of Donald Trump, people have taken us seriously. Well, you know, I, I think with the, what's going on with the virus completely exploding in this last week, I think that is going to be a lot of Tip, that's going to be the tipping point for a lot of Republicans who are culturally Republicans and simply stick with Donald Trump because, well, he's a Republican and I just can't pull the lever for a Democrat. Your thoughts? Yeah, you hear and you read a lot of traditional Republicans 
can't stomach Donald Trump. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelts save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. I heard a long interview with a woman on NPR who had voted for Trump, lifelong Republican, who had voted for Trump uh, in 2016 and just could not believe that what she had seen for the last four years and said for the first time in her life, she voted a straight blue ticket. So, you know, we'll see. The question is, there are issues in virtually every state um, uh, of, of, of repression, of uh, injecting chaos um, on purpose, um, uh, but we do have uh, Egberto, and this is important to understand, this is a major, a monumental turning point uh, in elections in America for a number of reasons. Number one, it's the first one um, uh, since way back when uh, that is being um, um, conducted almost entirely on paper. Uh, we had a spell um, from 2002, 2004, where uh, voting was done on electronic touchscreens. And those screens, were, those machines were perfectly designed to steal elections. We called it touch and pray. You know, you would go in, you'd hit a button and, and uh, God knows what would happen. Uh, this year, because of the COVID and because of vote by mail, uh, a very large majority of the ballots will be cast on paper. And that, that means that we actually have paper to hold on a to. A paper trail. Harvey, you know, I have been completely misinformed, not misinformed, I guess I misinformed myself because I'm in a state where electronic voting is, is very popular. It's uh, in my area, it's the thing that's done the most without a paper trail. And uh, so in discussing with people, I've, that's always been my concern. Can these votes be stolen? It's, it's really re uh, refreshing to hear that you say most of our ballots now will be paper in this particular election because it minimizes the possibility of, well, it minimizes uh, messing with the vote, if you will. Yes, well, it can, they can be messed with. I mean, in the old days, everybody voted on paper. That's all we had. And uh, somehow a lot of the ballots wound up in rivers and <laughs> wait a minute, you're making you're 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 making Trump sound sane now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So no, but Trump is that's why Trump hates vote by mail. There are a number of reasons. First of all, it's not as easy to steal in the vote count. And as we say, if if you're uh, putting your vote in the mail, you're not being um um uh vulnerable to to, to the militias. Right. So, uh, you know, you're a moving target, finally, thank God. So uh, uh, that's a big deal. And the also the, the other thing is that it's a, a massive generational changeover, yes. like I said, including, by the way, the poll workers. Poll workers historically have been the elders, elder people, you know, because it's a day and you, right. out, you get paid. And uh, but because of the COVID, they didn't, they, you know, clearly they didn't come out. And there was a, a moment, you know, a few weeks ago where suddenly people realized that the polls are going to be worked by millennials. And in some cases, actually, 
in most cases, the law is to be a poll worker, you have to be a resident of that precinct. But you don't have to be actually old enough to vote. And so we're having a lot of uh, 15, 16, 17 year olds turning up to vote, Generation Zs. I saw one case where there, there's such a demand, I mean, uh, such a supply, so many kids who want to, you know, it's good money actually. Yeah. So, so many kids want to come in and vote that they, that they have set a minimum grade point. And you have to have like a, a 3.0 to work the, work the polls, which is, you know, an incentive for right. kids for grades. So this is a this is a big deal, and of course we also have a woman of color, and I think that the woman that that, that Kamala Harris uh, is actually of the four, you know, of Trump, Pence, Biden, and Kamala, she's the one this election is really about, because we have a massive, a huge shift in um, in the demographic nature of uh, the electorate, and uh, some have called it. For Trump's people, it's a demographic death march. Right. Of all the places you're feeling it, most in Texas. Yes. Because you have this giant shift from white men, uh, represented by Donald Trump, who is the ultimate white, misogynist, racist, you know, antique, uh, to a very diverse country. Right. And, uh, where by 2050 or even earlier, the majority of the country, the majority of the country will be not the white men uh, or white or even white and that that you know we've already got california uh, uh new mexico florida states are really and georgia that's what states are flipping over demographically and so one of the reasons i think that the trump people are so ferocious is that they're it's it's white elderly older white men who cannot uh, uh can't face the reality of what's yeah. happened to the demographics of our country. You know, pushing the stream with their desperate hands there. Sadly, what they don't realize is there's nothing wrong with that, that that nobody is a real majority that we all have. I mean, it is, I, I am still trying to figure the pathology of thinking that having a society that looks like the world somehow is... <laughs> A bad thing. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with my thinking process. No, what, what it is is that uh, the United States uh, uh, was formed, you know, overrunning the indigenous. Uh, the United States was formed by white Christians calling themselves Christian. I mean, I, right. I think Jesus saw the state of what calls itself modern Christianity pull his hair out. But you know, um, uh, they they have run America, the United States of America. Uh, since the, the, the 1600s. And they, uh, with the formation of slavery, they have assumed a, a, a position of domination. You have to understand, Egberto, that the, the, the covenant with the devil that was made in the United States with slavery uh, was actually not about economics. It was about power. Uh, in the 1680s, there was a rebellion in Virginia. It was called Bacon's Rebellion. I know this sounds deep in the weeds, but it's very clear the reality. And uh, most of the labor force in America, in Virginia, uh, where they were growing uh, you know, tobacco um, on a plantation system, was, uh, uh, not, it was not slave labor. It was indentured servitude. Mm -hmm. And you had blacks and whites uh, working side by side. 
And racism was not a thing. There's a wonderful book by Lerone Bennett about this. Um, blacks and whites fraternized, they worked together, they actually intermarried, there were you know, a lot of mixed race children. It did not occur. I, I know this is hard to believe, but it did not really occur to people to be racist. Um, and then suddenly this rebellion, the plantation owners realized that they could not afford to have a labor force where blacks and whites could unite. This happened in Bacon's Rebellion. The, uh, uh, there was an upheaval. It was not a great thing. They were demanding more land be taken from the Indians. But nonetheless, uh, the blacks and the whites together overtook the government of Virginia. They burned Jamestown to the ground. They forced the governor to flee. And so the, the, the big guys realized that the one way they could protect themselves was to not, it's, it was not a class system. It was a caste system. Right, right. And that with slavery, they made black people uh, subhuman. They gave them the status of, of non-humans so that the white people could feel superior. And that has been with us since the 1680s. You know, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And yeah, no. And, and so uh, that's where ra the racism that's uh, so deeply ingrained in America came about. You know, I've been talking about that without knowing the real history for a long time. I, I, I got all of that from inference. You're giving it from a historical perspective. I'm glad for that. I, I trust that all of that is in your new book. Yes, the people's spiral of U.S. history. And um, it, it really, you even, it even quotes Lyndon Johnson as saying, basically, if you give a white man the feeling he's superior to a black man, he'll do anything for you. So no matter how bad off a white man might be, he's still not black. And that was the whole basis uh, of the racism in America. There's a lot of argument about whether slavery was actually uh, an efficient system. You can make a case that it was a money loser and that, in, in, that indentured servitude was actually more efficient. Uh, let, me, let me stop you right there, Harvey, because what you just said, you corroborated exactly what I've been telling my audience for a long time. And that is... Uh, that e the capitalism as we practice it today is just an antiseptic form of slavery that works a lot better. The slave had to be taken care of. The slave had to be fed. The slave had to be kept alive. The slave had to be insured. You work under capitalism when you're no longer of use to folks, throw your way and get the next. Exactly. And, um, you know, the Civil War, which was definitely about slavery, was also about capitalism. Mm -hmm. And the, the northerners, the northern industrialists did not want the West to, to have slave labor. They wanted a free market in labor. Of course, you know, the West also, they grew corn and wheat. You don't really grow yeah. corn and wheat with slave labor. I mean, uh, the, the reason the slavery uh, was used in the, in the South was because tobacco and cotton, uh, as well as indigo and rice, those were all, you know, Labor intensive, yeah. But uh, once they invented the reaper uh, and some other of the big tools, uh, uh, corn uh, and and soy and all the other things, and well, basically beef. Uh, you don't you don't do beef with slave labor. But uh, you know, we're just coming out of it. And one of the significant um, reasons that the millennial changeover is so significant is that we baby boomers we we faced two monumental. Uh, institutions that needed revolution. And number one was the culture, 
uh, involving racism, misogyny, um, um, sexual uptightness, all those things that came with the 19, into the 1950s. And number two was the empire. And um, as a boomer, I, I think we succeeded in revolutionizing the culture. I mean, God knows it's a long way to go. Uh, but the millennials, our children, have grown up really, not entirely, but pretty free of racism and misogyny and um, prejudice against LGBTQ. You know, drug, sex, rock and roll, marijuana is legal now, thank God. You know, uh, I mean, I wrote one of the first editorials at the University of Michigan uh, on the student paper, if you can imagine this. I was the editorial director and one day I didn't have anything else to write about. So I went in and I wrote an editorial for legalizing pot, which I had never smoked. And it sounds today like, oh, well, who am But back then it was global news. Right. Hey, this student at Michigan is advocating legal marijuana. It was in January of 1967, for God's sakes, 53 years ago. And people went crazy. I was on all these TV shows. It was a giant issue, you know, and I had never smoked pot at the time. But now, you know, it's legal in, in, all over the country and so much else has changed. But what we're up against now is the empire. And, now, Harvey, know, yes, uh, we're coming up on time. So why don't you to add, answer me what you would have wished I asked you about voter suppression or whatever that I didn't? Well, listen, um, Egberto, you, you asked me what needed to be asked, which what's happening with this election. We know that Donald Trump has a choice between the White House and the big house. <laughs> and he has got to stay in power or he's gonna go to prison or have to leave the country, as he himself said. So every dirty trick that can ever be pushed to try and prevent people from voting, they are doing it. And to prevent the vote counts from voters, votes from being counted. And so, you know, from fake here in California, they, they put up fake drop boxes. I heard that. Boxes. I saw that. Yes. Uh, some, uh, some drop boxes have caught, caught on fire in Texas. Yes. Uh, in Ohio, they're allowing one drop box per county. So you can have a small rural county where, you know, you got uh, a few hundred people with a drop box. And then in, in Houston and Dallas and, and Austin, you know, there's one drop box in the whole county. Um, you know, every day in Alabama... Uh, they they required uh, uh, sheets of uh, 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 witness sheets, and then suddenly they didn't. And uh, there's signature issues. There uh, every issue that you could imagine. They want people to be watched uh, while the votes are being counted. Uh, they're spreading every misinformation that can be spread. Now we saw this in Ohio, 2004, and wrote a book about it. And so uh, Bob Petrakis and I. So none of this is unfamiliar, but. Uh, the question you've asked, what is being done to suppress the vote? Every, the answer is everything. And, um, and we are, we got to be prepared. And um, all the, all the, the only protection we have is a vote count, a vote to turn out that's too big to turn away. Harvey Wasserman, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right Again, you always have informative uh, stuff for us, so I really appreciate that. You have a wonderful rest of your day. You're the greatest, Alberto. Thank you so much. Thank you. We All right, folks, I hope you like that. And let me make Daniel Ledo's day. Folks, go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube 
and join our program. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube and join our program. But I tell you better, you if you are already on YouTube, just go ahead and click join. Are you happy, Mr. Lado? I You know, I'm going to take all the advice of my wonderful people in this room. Thank you so kindly. I know you have places you can go. We are at the end of the show. I love you all. I respect you all. We are going to win this thing. Vote, vote, vote. I got to make this plea before I leave. It goes this way. Folks, if you can go to the grocery store with your mask on, with your, your sanitizing wipes, you can go to the polls. So please, my brothers and sisters, go Vote in person if at all possible. It is too late to send off your thing, your ballot, by mail. So if you need to fill your ballot out, fill it out and take it to a drop box in your particular county or whatever the rules tell you to do in your county. But vote, vote, and vote. We want this to be an overwhelming vote. This must be a repudiation of Donald Trump. It must be a repudiation. Before I go, I need to really quickly salute all the new people that came in. Blair uh, Halfley, welcome aboard. Uh, Tank28, Lee Grant, uh, Bridge MCP, uh, Michael Rodnan, uh, Jacoby G, Daniel Ledeau. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, madre mía, estoy tratando, 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 tratando. Deborah John, welcome aboard. And thanks for those kind words, Deborah. Uh, thank you very much for those kind words. Uh, let's see who else here. Uh, wow, I'm, I'm going up. Wow, it's a lot of messages, dudes. Okay, come, come in. The duck that quacks. I can't miss the duck that quacks. I'm going to miss quite a few because I'm going pretty fast, and sometimes I miss that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. Am I, who am I missing? Da uh, Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? I have, if I miss you, please forgive me. But I like to call Tank28. I think I called you out. I like to make sure and welcome absolutely everybody that is here. Lee Grant, I think I got you. I think I got Jacoby G. Okay, let me go to the bottom. Anybody that I didn't call, put your name out as a, as a message, and I'll get the message right here. Okay, thank, Okay, I think I got everybody. Anyhow, folks, thank you so kindly for having been a part of Politics and Right. I am going to close this baby out now. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or tick it. When you rely on the internet for everything, 
You need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed.